It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to one day early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. We're back, bigots. We're back on YouTube, at least. We, uh, we've, been, we've been on Rockfin. We've been doing the Rockfin thing. Rockfin never gets shut down. Isn't that cool? We don't get shut down on Rockfin. YouTube gets shut down <laughs> every, now on, every now and then. That's the second time. Second time I've gotten a bogus strike. Now, the first strike I got on YouTube was <clears throat> a false copyright claim. That got sorted out. That strike was completely BS, and that got sorted out rather smoothly. It was actually from a, a, a vegan activist. Yeah, what a surprise. What a surprise, a false copyright claim from a vegan activist from an image that I used as part of the Photoshop in a video, this is about two years ago. And this vegan activist was called himself animalrightsphotography at gmail.com. Now, history lesson here. This vegan activist tried to blackmail me and tell me that I need to give him $500 to remove the false copyright claim, which YouTube just removed in, uh, in, in a matter of a few weeks. But uh, that, was, that was pretty ridiculous. So that was my first strike on this channel, completely bogus, and it got, uh, and it got revoked. It got revoked. That person who tried to blackmail me, animalrightsphotography at gmail.com, didn't even actually own that photo. Right? They, they, I, well, it's not so clear to me, but it looked completely BS, and YouTube sided with me, of course. Now, this copyright strike was a little bit different. I got a one-week suspension off of YouTube. I, my video was removed. I actually had to go through, and uh, this, this channel has been, uh, has, uh, it's been depopulated of so many good classic videos from the last mm, year. Yeah, especially, the, I think there might be a few of the streams left, but I, th this video had to get basically cleansed of anything that YouTube would consider medical misinformation. So YouTube, first of all, let me say, screw you, YouTube. You are a freaking joke. You are an absolute joke. Now, YouTube actually used to be awesome back in the day before Google bought it. <clears throat> Even Google Video used to be pretty legit back in the day when you could actually watch real documentaries about real things. You guys remember when Loose Change and all that stuff was on Google Video back in the day. That used to be pretty cool. That used to be pretty cool. Uh, YouTube used to be awesome. I remember when YouTube was like 10 minute maximum video length. It wasn't even that long ago. It wasn't even that long ago. But we've been, we've been completely, um, we've been just completely blackballed on this platform, YouTube, for a long time now. Which is why we're building up the Rockfin. So you guys, if you're watching on YouTube, you probably understand, you probably know that we got a Rockfin account as well. Pull up a tab on Rockfin. I'll put the link in the description. The link is in the description, but I'm going to put it in the live chat right now. We'll simulca simulcasting live there over on Rockfin. Always simulcasting live on Rockfin. We still been streaming live on Rockfin the last couple weeks, but not on YouTube because we were kicked off of it. But here we are. We're back. And uh, you know what? I'm going to make sure that the content now on, you know, it, it's not worth losing the whole channel. 
right, to do things that are going to get me removed from YouTube. Even though this, like, we're not saying anything on this channel that's like, uh, you know, medical misinformation. That's complete bullshit. In fact, what YouTube is protecting is the medical misinformation. So, hey, it is what it is. It is what it is. We are, uh, we're going to keep the channel. You know, I had to go through and most of the videos from the last year are gone, but they're still on the Odyssey channel. If you're on YouTube right now and you scroll down below and you look in the description, you will see the Odyssey slash library channel. That is where you can find all the content that is no longer on this channel from the last year, including tons of classics. Some of the, there are some, there's some pretty good streams the last year. I got to say, I got to say, we've been going hard. Uh, hey, but YouTube's been going just as hard <laughs> at hiding this content. So anyways, we're going to focus the stuff that's on this channel on YouTube. We know the limitations. That stuff, the stuff where we go hey, over the line of what YouTube allows, uh, uh, you know, that, that's going against the sponsors of YouTube, the owners of YouTube, right? Big tech, biotech, turning you into biotech products. We're going to be talking about that exclusively on Rockfin. So there's a Rockfin. Yeah, YouTube sucks now, but you know what? We can still do a lot of stuff on YouTube. We can still talk about this freaking insane vegan movement. And uh, we, we can continue destroying the World Economic Forums, eat the bugs, live in a pod, be a vegan activist, sterilize yourself for the animals agenda, and we can, uh, we can keep tearing down these, um, uh, these delusions, these illusions, these things that want to exalt themselves above the truth. That's what we're going to keep doing over here. So YouTube channel is back. It's been a week. I know you guys have missed me so much. You guys probably, how much did you guys miss me? Hmm? How much did you guys miss me? We're going to be doing, uh, here, I'll make sure the alerts for Streamlabs. The alerts are on. Alerts are on on Streamlabs, guys. If you're watching on YouTube, there's a link in the, in the description. Uh, and there's a link in the chat. Support via the Streamlabs. We can't do super chats here. We do not want to support anything that YouTube uh, is doing. Although YouTube will still put ads on these videos. Even though the channel does not monetize and send money to us, YouTube will still run ads. Right? But uh, yeah, those YouTube, what's it called? The YouTube Super Chats? You know YouTube gets 30% of that. When you do it through Streamlabs, the content creator gets 100% of that. When you tip over on Rockfin, the content creator gets that. Rockfin does get a cut. But you know what? Rockfin's legit. Rockfin is legit. They actually allow us to monetize. So go over there to Rockfin. Make sure to upgrade to a subscription. Get access to all of our premium members-only content. Got a couple tips over here. The juice on Rockfin. Said the juice is here for the squeeze. Sent two bucks. There you go. The juice kind of pulling ahead at the, uh, on the tip competition though, uh, over there on Rockfin. You guys remember the top tips. The top tips will be... We'll, we'll tally them up at the end. The top tippers will be given a special prize. Now, that can vary. The prize will vary. We're not sure if that prize is going to be uh, free front row tickets to my gender-affirming fight, right? Remember, I'm a woman now. Um, uh, when I step into the ring with a, uh, with another, with a real, I want it with a biological woman, with a cis woman. When I step into the ring with a cis woman, we're thinking about, it might be like UFC 270, 272. It's not happening anytime soon, but front row seats to that for the top tipper and, uh, and also free, free COVID-19 injections for life. Mandatory for the, the top tipper. Uh, Mick Ale tip 20 bucks. Mick, thank you, dude. 
Appreciate that, man. So Mick Ale, top tipper so far on Rockfin, tipping 20 bucks. T-Money Martin, tipping 10 bucks. Thank you, T-Money. Um, YouTube crew, guys got to catch up. Rockfin, they support. Show some love on YouTube too, guys. And pull up a tab on Rockfin, check it out. Free speech over there on Rockfin. Actual free speech. Anyways, we got a lot going on. We've had a, we've had a busy we've had a busy week, haven't we? We've had a crazy busy week here. Where are we gonna start out? We're gonna start out, I believe. We'll pull up Instagram. Pull up the old Instagram. Still on Instagram. I got kicked off of Twitter. No more Twitter account. I have a new Twitter account, of course. I do have a new Twitter account. Is it in? Yeah. No, my old Twitter account is still in the description on YouTube. <sighs> oh, Twitter. I do miss my old Twitter account. It took me a long time to build up. But anyways, we've had we've had so many interesting things happening still lately, including pay insufficient attention. Klaus Schwab. To the frightening scenario. Buddy Klaus Schwab. Remember we talked about this months ago. To a complete halt to the power supply, transportation, transportation, transportation. Here, we got we got a better version over here on YouTube that we can actually stop and start. This transportation, the cyber attack. Who told you? Oops. Who told you? Who told you six, seven months ago that this is what's coming next? We talked about this, Klaus Schwab talking about the cyber attack. And of course, what is the cyber attack attacking? Well, the very infrastructure that the Great Reset through the World Economic Forum, by the Great Reset being their, uh, their rebranding of Fourth Industrial Revolution, takeover technology, surveillance tech, right, from the nano level to the macro level. Right, surveillance tech everywhere ubiquitously through telecommunications, industry infrastructure, aka 5G, and then also nanotech, right? Surveillance tech in your very body, intracellular, even. These people have discussed, and Klaus Schwab, in his book, The Fourth Industrial he talks about a smart pill developed by Proteus Biomedical and Novartis has a biodegradable digital device attached to it, which transmits data to your phone on how the body is interacting with the medication. To a complete halt. And he thought this would be so great. Imagine swarms transportation, of these attacking early cancer, bringing pain relief or to a wound, or even storing critical personal information in a manner that is deeply encrypted and hard to hack. With smart dust, doctors will be able to act inside your body without opening you up, and information could be stored in you, deeply encrypted, until you unlock it from your very personal nano-network. Because you're going to have control over this. This is liberation. We will liberate you. We're going to liberate you. You're gonna, not only are we going to liberate you, the promise that's given by the World Economic Forum through the Fourth Industrial Revolution technology, through having technical appendages attached to your body, inside your body, and full global government surveillance all outside of your body, is, of course, guess what? You're gonna have, you're gonna live forever, bro, and we're gonna like, you know, you're, you're gonna cure all illnesses or whatever. Our society as a whole. Because that's what it's all about. It's about empowering us, right? 
It's about empowering you. Klaus Schwab, he cares so much. He just cares so much. That's why he... That's why he warned you about this seven months ago that we we're going to have this uh, the cyber the cyber attack. And first we had the cyber attack that was concerning the uh, the colonial pipeline. Very dubious. Never shown any proof, right? These very dubious companies they come out and they say, "Oh, there was a cyber attack on our infrastructure, and we had to shut down. We weren't able to move fuel." And this created kind of a little bit of fuel panic and whatnot. People weren't able to get their fuel. But oh, oh, how great, how great, because, of course, the World Economic Forum has been pushing for carbon taxes. They've been pushing for a transition to what they call green tech, which is electric vehicles and an electric vehicle grid and ultimately autonomous vehicles where we don't even have access or ability to drive ourselves. All right, what they really, and they've told us this in so many different ways, and they've utilized the city in Israel as the first test bed for this uh, autonomous vehicle technology. And they've even offered to buy all of the private vehicles from all the citizens in all the good global citizens in this city in Israel to create the autonomous vehicle grid. They tell you it's autonomous. Oh, it's autonomous. It's not autonomous. They're centrally controlled by the state. And you're not allowed to use this infrastructure, of course, if you don't do certain things. Guess what those certain things are going to be? Right, you're going to have behaviorist passports where you're going to have to jump through certain behaviorist hoops and perhaps have things like medical procedures uh, that you may or may not have accepted if you didn't get coerced into it because the smart city grid won't allow you to access resources and services which don't belong to you in their smart city future that is planned. The Agenda 2030, it's 2030, you own nothing as the World Economic Forum's now finally famous article that we've been talking about for five years here. Since it came out, we've been reading passages from Ida Alkin's article on the World Economic Forum's website, which they changed the title of. It's 2030. I own nothing. I have no privacy. I'm so happy. <laughs> oh, it's 2030. I, I don't own anything. I, I don't even own the clothes on my back. And the AI knows exactly what I want to eat and what I need to eat before I even know. The AI knows what I need before I know. And it helps me to be happy. The AI tells me when I'm happy. And the AI tells me when I'm not happy and gives me my happy injections. It just, the AI doesn't even need to give me injections anymore. We have smart dust in our smart cities. We breathe the smart dust in the air and it helps the AI gods to quantify if we are using too much carbon and measure our hormone levels and see if we have too much toxic masculinity in our blood. That's why I talk like this. My toxic masculinity has been transformed. I'm now trans, human. Every month is Pride Month in the smart city. We have so much pride in our city. That was all an exact quote. No, that <laughs> this is, this is what it is. It's about hurting you in the smart cities. It's about controlling resources. It's about getting you off of what they call fossil fuels, which is a lie. These things are not. You're not burning dinosaur bones in your cars. Newsflash, guys. That's not Tyrannosaurus Rex. That's not, that's not T-Rex and Velociraptor bone marrow in the gas tank of my truck. Okay? 
Sorry. Sorry, guys. And these people know that. These people know that there's more than enough oil in Texas alone to feed more than enough of the needs for fuel that the United States requires for an indefinite period of time. But it's not about saving the planet. It's about control. So they tell you lies like, oh, these are autonomous vehicles. We'll, we'll give you autonomous vehicles in the smart city. Don't you, don't you want to be smart and autonomous and liberated? Don't you want to be smart and autonomous? So here's what Klaus Schwab said, remember. I think this was even before December 19th, 2020, when this person put this video up. What was it, seven months ago? And we've been talking about this since then. No, who's, who saw this coming? They shut down the Colonial Pipeline, and then they shut down JBS, which we're going to talk about in a second. Pain insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber Comprehensive which would bring to a complete halt to the power supply on the lessons of cybersecurity, community can draw and improve our preparedness for a potential cyber pandemic. Mm. Ooh, how nice. He just cares. He cares too much. He loves, he just loves you too much. He has so much love to give. He has so much love, he doesn't know where to put it. Like Quiz Kid Donnie in Magnolia. I am Klaus Schwab, and I have so much love to give. I do not know where to put it. <laughs> when you, when you, you gotta get Klaus Schwab in the in the movie Magnolia, the bar scene with Quiz Kid Donnie when he's wasted drunk, and that weird-looking pedophile guy that was in the movie The Burbs tells him, "What does he tell him?" He's like, "You confuse love." With uh, what is he? What's that line? There's some good lines in that movie, Magnolia, from the P.T. Anderson film. The best lines are from Tom Cruise in that movie. We need we need Klaus Schwab as Tom Cruise in Magnolia. Respect the cock and time the cunt. <laughs> That's what you need. <laughs> we need like a deep fake series of Klaus Schwab in like in, in famous movie roles. Klaus Schwab as Tom Cruise in Magnolia. Frank, Frank T. Mackey. Respect the cock and tame the cunt. Or <laughs> what else could you have? You, you could have, um, you have Klaus Schwab in, uh, in, as Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> Klaus Schwab is as Matthew McConaughey in Dazed and Confused. Say, man, you got a joint? It'd be a lot cooler if you did. It'd be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> what else? Klaus Schwab as um, Klaus Schwab as Daniel Plainview in There Will Be Blood. I have a competition in me. I want no one else to succeed. <laughs> 
I'm finished. Okay. Okay. Klaus Schwab as Bill the Butcher in Gangs of New York. How about that? Klaus Schwab. <laughs> That's what you need. Klaus Schwab as Bill the Butcher in Gangs of New York. I took you under my wing. And this is how you repay me. That's enough. That's enough. I drink your milkshake. I drink your cockroach milkshake. I drink it up. I drink your cockroach milkshake up. <laughs> or Klaus Schwab as Tommy Lee Jones at the in the last scene of There's No Country for Old Men. <laughs> but he just yells all the lines where Tommy Lee Jones is like shaking and he's sitting there in that really powerful scene. <laughs> we talk about his dream. I see my father over there in all that darkness. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I'll shut up. Look at these tips. We got look at Rockfin. Look at look at lazy ass YouTube. Look at you lazy-ass YouTube crew. This throttled-ass YouTube channel on this dead-ass YouTube <laughs> platform versus Rockfin. Where Rockfin actually, look at Rockfin support. Big support from Rockfin. What's up, guys? ELC. ELC tip 50 bucks. ELC is top bigot so far. Bigot for life. There you go. Honorary bigot for life. DLC. Tip 50 bucks. Says, Veganism is a disease and we, with God's help, are the cure. Christ is risen. Veganism can be cured. Thank you very much, ELC. And you're right. Veganism can be cured so quickly. You know what the cure for veganism is? Is a ribeye steak. A ribeye steak. Veganism is its own cure also. It, it burns itself out. It, it drinks its own milkshake. Adrian Plaza, tip five bucks. Thank you, Adrian. Badger Wise, tip two bucks. And then John McGann, John McGann, tipping ten bucks over there. Gracias, senors. Gracias, senors. You guys on YouTube over there. You guys better, you guys better catch up with them stream labs. Catch up with them stream labs. What else is going on, guys? We got so much happening. We got so much happening now. Like, all right. So this is what this is what I really wanted to get into. We'll skip all the World Economic Forum um, stuff, and we're gonna we're gonna jump into the vegan activists. We got to get to the vegan activists. Where are the, there they are. Okay. The vegan activists have been giving us so much, so much, and proving our points. Like w w what's happened in the last three years, we've been documenting all this. We take little breaks from even mentioning. The vegan activists, especially the, the YouTube vegan activists, they're very, they're a sensitive bunch. They're a very sensitive bunch. I mean, I, I get the vegan, I get vegan activists on YouTube, like the new slew that have just come around to becoming vegan activists. And by vegan activists, I mean people with vegan in their name on Instagram and YouTube. And they're act, by activism, I mean commenting angrily, hangrily on my posts constantly. This is about the extent of most of their activism. Um, but no, we have, we have, we have a, a new, we got a new crop of vegan activists, including, including NBA star DeAndre Jordan, who's just total grassroots thing. He just totally wanted to host a new vegan cooking show, right? Like this is, I mean, I love it. I, for one, think this is, this is fantastic, especially during pride month, right? I think this is awesome. Fighting toxic masculinity, smashing gender role 
bias, right? This is good. This is a good thing. Look at this man. Look at DeAndre. He loves, look how, I wish somebody would look at me as lovingly as DeAndre Jordan looks at that just egg in his hand right there, which contains no egg at all. Basically, it's just soy. Just soy and preservatives and various industrial chemicals. Factory-made eggs. What a, what a hero here. Brooklyn Nets star center. Hit the star center. DeAndre Jordan is putting veganism in the spotlight. Wow. That is... He cares about the animals. This man cares so much about the animals. He could be making money right now, but instead, he's going into a studio. Right? That was probably used by... Uh, by Dr. Berg or Thomas DeLauer. <laughs> the studio may have been used by Ellen DeGeneres. You know, may have been used by Chelsea Handler. Might have smeared her disgusting ass all over the uh, the chairs in this studio right before he left it. But he, he could be making millions of dollars. Uh, instead, he's over there making probably hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, supporting the animals. And this is a good thing. DeAndre... Vegan meals, right? So this is just grassroots, right? Promoting plant-based diets, right? So cool. He's putting veganism in the spotlight and hosting his own plant-based cooking show called Cooking Clean on Players TV. Cooking clean, right? Because clean is not eggs that you can have in your own backyard. It's not chickens, you know, which we've got that produce eggs right here. All they require is local food input that's grown right here in the valley that we live in to produce those eggs that give you a complete nutrient profile, protein and fat, all the essential amino acids, all the essential fatty acids that you require in a perfect balance that's just completely easily digestible without the need for any pesticides, transport, or machines and factories to produce. No, that's outdated. That's all, that's the past, right? The future is science. And he believes in science. And science has given him just egg. You see how much better? Look how much more sustainable that is than my chickens that make eggs. This is like chickens, except with all the dirty stuff. It comes in plastic, right? With preservatives. This is healthy. This is good. This is the future. It's gender neutral also, just egg, right? Notice there's no A's or O's. It's just a U, just egg. It contains no egg, so you know it's good. You know it's good for the planet. You know it's good for... Uh, for the, for, uh, for your body, of course. The show premiered on May 30th and features a cast of guest chefs that work with Jordan to cook up delicious vegan meals. Following 13 seasons of NBA basketball, Jordan has decided to show the world how a pro athlete fuels up on a plant-based diet. He just wanted, he was like, you know what? Can somebody please get me with a television crew into a studio, into a, uh, into a fake kitchen in a studio in L.A.? Oh, no, in, in, in New York. He's a, he's a Brooklyn Jet and Brooklyn Nets star. Can somebody just get me into a studio and help me make videos showing how professional athletes eat highly processed fake egg replacements instead of real foods? Because that's how you stay healthy. That's how you get tall. That's how you get good at basketball. He says, you see me finish plenty of plays on the court, Jordan said on the show. But here on Players TV... Those alley-oops will be coming from some of my favorite chefs around the country. DeAndre, so here you go. Who is Hero? What's up, my people? I'm DeAndre Jordan. Hero. Oh, what a monster game! 
After 13 seasons in the NBA, you learn the importance of taking care of your body. In 2018, I converted to a full-on plant-based lifestyle. You can pretty much say I'm an expert plant-based chef. He's an expert, dude. In 2018, when when did he retire? Is he retired? Kind of. you you see me this guy yeah, must have retired years. several years ago. There's no yeah, way he's playing in the NBA with that big old heavy weed. Some of my favorite chefs from around the country. Eight amazing chefs eight phenomenal recipes. Join us as we'll teach you to make some of the most delicious plant-based meals you'll find anywhere. I only have one question. Are you ready to cook clean? Clean. This is clean. Clean cooking. That's clean cooking, guys. Wow. Wow, and look at look at these activists. American Girl. American Girl dolls celebrate vegan activist Genesis Butler. Genesis Butler. I like that name. That's a great name for a vegan activist. Genesis Butler. American Girl dolls. Like this is this is this is grassroots, guys. This is not the the man doesn't want you to know, right? The man doesn't want you to understand that this truly grassroots and not fake and co-opted corporate movement for plant-based kibble is so is so it's it's powerful it's so powerful that young activists like american girl who've been you guys remember the american girl dolls my little sister had one when i was when i was a kid they were huge right okay i had one fine i had three okay i had them all jessica had one i still have jessica's i snuggle it uh, American Girl Dolls celebrate vegan activist Genesis Butler. Vegan youth activist Genesis Butler is featured in American Girls Conversations for Change series to help empower and motivate young girls. This is good. I can't. I can't wait till they have a Greta Thunberg doll, right? Like they need. They need a Greta Thunberg American Girl doll. They need. Why don't they have a trans doll? Why don't they have a trans vegan doll? Hey, you got a trans vegan right here, American Girl. I'm also a woman now. And I'm looking for a I'm looking for a gender affirming boxing match, Genesis Butler. Huh? What do you think? You think I could take Genesis Butler in a boxing match? Definitely. For sure. My wife's so supportive now. This Earth Month, Earth Month, popular brand, popular doll brand. This is April. This was last month. Two months ago. This is old news. This is Earth Month. Right now it's Pride Month. Okay? Pride Month. <laughs> And that's that's supposed to be a good thing, remember? Pride is pride is now a virtue, apparently. <laughs> Even like like the uh, the one of the uh, the root sins and the root uh, the, the root causes of degeneracy, destruction, and removal of mankind from alignment with the will of God. Pride. This is supposed to be a good thing now. Remember that, guys. And these people that tell you this is a good thing, they just care about you and the planet and like equality or whatever. Um, this Earth Moon, popular doll brand American Girl is celebrating vegan teen activist. I like that. Genesis Butler. So maybe when she turns 18, she'd be down to step into the ring. We'll do a little gender-affirming boxing match for charity. Huh? We'll be on the, uh, the undercard for Floyd Mayweather and, uh, and, uh, and Logan Paul 3. Right? Logan Paul and Floyd May round, Mayweather round 3. That fight will be about as real as... Um, the vegan movement. <laughs> uh, so this is part of their Conversations for Change series. Yeah, Use your outside voice. Climate change honors Butler alongside youth environmental activists Iris Zahn, 
17-year-old co-founder of Fridays for Future Digital, ooh, an organization committed to increasing the impact of the climate movement through digital actions and campaigns. Because that's this is just powerful grassroots activism. It's so powerful that they're, they're pushing for digital campaigns, digital activism. That's the new thing. Powerful, huh? Mm. Yeah, I mean, this, and then we're supposed to believe that this is somehow some like grassroots, like this is so grassroots, it's ridiculous, man. We're fighting the man. We're, tr we're rebels. We're extinction rebellion. We're the animal rebellion. We're rebels for the animals. And that's why, that's why we are now staging sit-ins. Sit-ins for the animals. McDonald's protests. Rebels continue to stage mixed sit-ins across the UK. So again, like <laughs> mixed sit-ins. Oh man. These are this is so powerful. Vegans are going and sitting at McDonald's and they're demanding change by sitting in McDonald's. Rebels continue to stage McSidens by going to McDonald's and purchasing plant-based burgers. <laughs> That's going to be in a few months, right? No, but right now it's, we, we need plant-based foods at McDonald's. This, they believe, they say there's an animal holocaust. And this is how they're going to stop it. With sit-ins, McSidens, and their McActivism. McDonald's, the group, which is an arm of the, of the environmental organization Extinction Rebellion, says it will, quote, keep up the pressure until its demand is met. So, of course, you know, you would expect really good, hard-hitting um, activism from Extinction Rebellion, you know, f uh, funded through Avaz, right? Huge amounts of money coming from big tech, from big corporations, from like the Wellcome Trust, wasn't the Wellcome Trust one of the big funders of them? All this corporate and NGO money going in and pushing Extinction Rebellion as some sort of a, uh, a climate activism uh, flashpoint, right? They're, they're, gonna, they're gonna stop the man from polluting the planet. They're, they're basically, they're like the kids in Captain Planet. That's what they are. Extinction Rebellion and the so-called Animal Rebellion. They're just like that. They, they get together. They sit in McDonald's with their American Girl dolls, with their Genesis Butler American Girl dolls. They sit there and they bring Beyond Burgers as, as a sign of protest. They bring the Bill Gates-funded Beyond Burgers into McDonald's and they put an Animal Rebellion sign on their back. They sew it into their, into their um, you know, $100 hoodies that look just like a $20 hoodie, but that's why it's so cool, because it's a $100 hoodie that you pay $100 for, but it looks just like an old-ass $20 hoodie that you bought 10 years ago. But you don't have to wear it for 10 years to get the look of somebody who's wearing a hoodie that's 10 years old, because you don't own anything that's 10 years old. You're not gonna wear that pleb shit. So anyways, you sit there with your Beyond Burger, your Genesis Butler American Girl doll, and you tell them, we demand that you put Beyond Burgers you put Bill, Bill Gates' Beyond Burgers in here, or we won't drink your milkshake, okay? We will not, we will drink your milkshake under the table, and it's going to be cockroach milk, not real milk, because real milk is bad. Cockroach milk is good. Um, luckily, this article's reading time is under a minute. Thank you, Plant-Based News, for telling us reading time under a minute. Of course, Plant-Based News, they're owned by this grassroots activist, Prince Khalid. Yeah, they call him His Royal Highness 
Prince Khalid. They changed this article. They actually, that's funny. We used to, ah, that was like two years ago, we would make fun of them. We used this article. They updated it, and they removed His Royal Highness Prince Khalid. Isn't that funny? We used to make fun of you dorks at Plant-Based News. You guys, I know you guys watch. Klaus from Plant-Based News. We know, we know you guys watch this. <laughs> Don't worry. You have so much money behind you. You have so much money behind you. It doesn't matter that we call you out to you, right? You got, so you got billionaire bucks, right? We, we barely even get support from our audience. YouTube hides our videos. Don't worry, Plant-Based News. You don't have to keep changing the content of your articles that we make fun of. Philanthropist and PBN co-owner Khalid bin Al-Walid will be opening a vegan restaurant in London. He's a philanthropist, guys. This is what philanthropists do. They buy YouTube channels and fake grassroots YouTube activists like plant-based news. This is what philanthropists do. Just like, you know, Bill Gates was a philanthropist. Of course, you know, Jeffrey Epstein, before he was arrested the last time in 2019, if you looked at his... Wikipedia page, he was also a philanthropist. You know, Bill Gates is a philanthropist. All the billionaires. Uh, John D. Rockefeller Sr. Rockefeller Sr. was a philanthropist. Of course, David Rockefeller was a philanthropist. Just like Jimmy Savile, another philanthropist. Right? The BBC told us that Jimmy Savile was a philanthropist for a long time. So here's the owner of Plant Based News. I want to kick off by asking you Saudi Prince. Prince Khalid. So we're really focused on companies that really solve uh, problems that the world is going through right now. And one of them, uh, one of these problems, uh, actually one of the biggest problems right now that we're facing is uh, global warming. So the third most impacted, uh, impactful uh, industry is the animal agriculture industry. And um, we have to just find a better way to, to source protein for people. And uh, that's why we focused on some companies like Memphis Meats and other companies like Jeltor and, and Turtle Labs, um, Turtle Tree Labs and, and other companies to, um, to really focus on specific areas uh, in that industry. But we're also um, uh, focused on other industries, obviously, like manufacturing, like AI, um, software, retail. Uh, but this is, for me, that's my passion, obviously. Where do you see the biggest opportunities within this kind of space, particularly with regards to the food industry? Because you have a lot of folks uh, now focused on companies like Beyond Meat, for sure. example. Um, so there are opportunities, but in terms of monetizing them, mm -hmm. is it all about the taste? Is it all about the access? That's a great question. So the taste obviously plays a number one role for me. Uh, if it doesn't taste good, nobody's going to buy it. But more importantly, if it tastes good or even uh, if it tastes the same or better, if it costs the same or even less, if it has no impact on the environment or very little impact rather than the, uh, the traditional agriculture, um, then people are going to flock to it. Uh, and this is what we're seeing uh, slowly but surely what's going to happen with Beyond Meat and slowly but surely what's going to happen with Memphis Meat yeah. and others. Their price point is going to go um, Yeah, because the plan is now what the World Economic Forum, what the UN have been talking about for so long, is increasing the price of real meat, subsidizing these fake green meats, right? They're green, they're clean, you know, just like that guy. Clean vegan. They want to call it lab-grown meat. They want to call it clean meat. The goal is 
to increase the price of real meat dramatically, which is what ex this is what they're doing. This is why they're shutting down these meat processing facilities like JBS, which is a transnational corporate, huge company, right? JBS based out of Brazil. They're one of the four big meat packers, right? The big four meat packers in the U.S. that control 80% of the meat processing industry in the continental U.S. They determine the price of meat. They determine the sale price at auction of cattle, which they buy from ranchers, then fatten them up on the grain. And Cargill being one of the big four that runs, I think it's like 50% of the grain trade internationally now. I think it used to be 40%, but I think it's upwards of almost 50%. I could be wrong there. They eat a huge, huge they eat up a huge portion of the of that grain trade market. Right, Cargill also is, I'm going to sit on that soon. Cargill is also a... Um, uh, one of the big four meat packers. Right? They make money off of plant-based meats more so. Right? More profit gets made off of the fake meat. More profit gets made off of the fake meat than it does off of real meat. Right? Well, so you're slowly phasing out rural people, destroying rural areas, destroying people's ability to produce food on their own land, taxing the heck out of these foods so that these fake meats end up cheaper. Right? That's what these people are doing. So anyways, Prince Binwabali, we're not going to spend too much time with him, but his, this is his KBW, KBW Ventures, heavily invested in Square, and heavily invested in Beyond Meats. Also, they own Plant Based News, which is that joke of a channel. Uh, their, their YouTube channel as well as a, um, uh, as a website, a propaganda website, PR website for companies like Beyond Meat. And of course, they talk about vegan activism, right? The people that run it, the useful idiots, Klaus and whatever his friends' name, their names are that, uh, that actually run it, are just fools. They consider themselves activists. Look, they're also invested in pharmaceutical and health-based companies, biotech companies, sustainable development, rainbow-colored SDG logo right there in the Kanota Health thing. Developing so-called next-generation rapid point-of-care system intended to be used for allergy testing in humans. So these are diagnostic tools. Right? All these companies are very involved in biotech tools for measuring various parts of the human organism. Surveillance tech. Okay, so this is his company, KBW Ventures. This is his dad, the dwarf-throwing billionaire who's buying up America. Tales of the Mysterious Saudi Prince Al-Walid. This guy sold a yacht to Donald Trump. A yacht, a yacht that was used in a Bond film. What Bond film was that? I don't think we've seen it. Bond film from like late 70s or early 80s. So anyways, uh, you know, this is, this is who's running these media campaigns for these so-called activists right these animal rights so-called activists and th this is their activism now like this is how pathetic it's become this is how obviously co-opted and pathetic this is at this point animal rights campaigners stage mix sit-in <laughs> at city center mcdonald's members of stoke on trent animal rights and animal rebellion want the chain to go plant-based so that's what it is now that's their activism Sell us plant-based kibble. Sell us plant-based kibble, dude. We're activists, bro. I just want like plant-based kibble. It's so much better. Animal rights campaigners staged a mix-sit-in protest in a McDonald's restaurant in a bid to persuade the fast food giant to go vegan. This is the Stoke Sentinel UK website. 
Nine protesters. Nine protesters, right? And you're gonna there's like ten articles on this. Nine protesters sat in a McDonald's and said, We demand you give us plant-based kibble. We want fake meat instead. We want beyond meat. Give us the Bill Gates fake meat McDonald's. This is activism now. This is how this is how beyond dumb these beyond activists, the the Mick activists have become. Right? They're pushing, they they have no idea that they are dupes for these transnational corporations. They have no idea, but this is their activism. Check it out. They sit at McDonald's and eat their plant-based foods and took a, and had some pictures taken of them. So who organized this? I don't know. Look at these ads on the stupid website. I can't even see the body of the web of the um. Alright, so participants who brought in plant-based brought in a plant-based feast, including vegan pasties, sandwiches, sausage rolls, and crisps. Said their issue. This is so British. Crisps. What the hell are pasties? Uh, I thought they were Brazil thing women put on their nipples. So Jessica said they, they must have, they brought in those things that women put on their nippies. These little McDorks. They put in little vegan pasties to put on their McNippies. Little McSandwiches and sausage, vegan sausage rolls and crisps. You brought the plant-based crisps. Said their issue was with the company rather than McDonald's staff or customers. And that the protest remained good-natured. A spokesperson for the group said, We were really pleased with how the event went. Nine activists took part in the sit-in for an hour. A whole hour. They sat there for an entire hour and ate their plant-based food. This is, this is power. I don't know if you guys understand. This is like, this is groundbreaking stuff here. This is worth the 20 articles that people wrote about this. <laughs> Who's paying for these articles, right? We informed staff of our intentions to occupy seats, ooh, occupy seats at McDonald's and eat plant-based kibble as part of our campaign to let McDonald's know that they cannot continue causing such devastation to the planet and millions of animals killed every year for food. The protest was aimed towards the company and not the staff or customers, and all activists remained polite, good-natured, and focused. If anyone would like further information, you can check out Animal Rebellion on social media. These are, as, as you know what, I think Plant-Based, did a, Plant-Based News did a fantastic job of covering this. McDonald's protest rebels continue to stage McSiddons across, across the UK. Nine rebels. Okay, well, don't say nine. Just say rebels. You guys want to be a rebel? Go sit in McDonald's and demand that they sell you plant-based Bill Gates food. That's truly rebellious. They sat there for a whole for an entire hour. Can you imagine the the poor staff? This staff at this restaurant had to be around these vegans for an entire hour. Like how many how many times could these vegan how many times do you think the staff got told that they were vegan when they were there? How many times do you think each vegan told them, I'm vegan, by the way? Yeah, we know. So these are mixed sit-ins. This is powerful, guys. Mick sit-ins. <clears throat> what a freaking joke. You know, another one. Live mix sit-in at Hanley McDonald's as animal rights campaigners stage protests. Yeah, like you got the stage protest part right, didn't you? Demonstration at Hanley McDonald's to encourage chain to go plant-based. This is just 
amazing. Look at that. Extinction is forever. They always use this, the, uh, this kind of aesthetic of extinction, the idea of extinction. Then they do these fake die-ins where a bunch of people, well, like usually young girls, like lay on the ground and put fake blood on themselves and stuff. It's like, it's a very strange demonic aesthetic that they kind of go about with these McSit-ins and these uh, McDie-ins and whatnot. So all these articles about these animal rights activists. We also got the funeral march in Lisbon. About a hundred protesters participated today in a, quote, funeral march. Funeral March in Defense of Animal Rights, an initiative that takes place annually around the world and which took place for the first time in Portugal and Lisbon. So another organization called Our Planet, Theirs Too. This initiative called NARD. <laughs> called NARD. Yeah, it very conveniently rhymes with TARD. Uh, the National Animal Rights Day is intended to produce, to, I'm sorry, to protest against the, quote, exploitation and treatment of animals as objects. So they are, this is just, this powerful activism, guys. In the UK, that's fine. You know, they're going to cover this, but none of these news organizations will cover the millions of people protesting against lockdowns, restrictions, possible behaviorist injection passports. And even the Queen confirming new measures for animal protection in the UK. All right, moving towards this idea of... Where did it go? There you go. Recognizing animal sentience. Animal sentience. Remember, this is a big thing in the vegan movement. The idea of sentience, right? Something that they can't define, they can't measure. But they want to base their whole moral claim their whole worldview on this idea of animal sentience. You cannot kill animals because they are sentient. This, this is your brain on atheism. This is your brain on atheism. These people will legit these people will protest to starve themselves. And of course, the queen. The queen is so concerned about animal rights, right? She's gonna stop the exportation of live animals for slaughter. Ooh, so there you go. Restricting. The movement of animal foods, choking off people's ability to produce those foods. And then eventually what the vegan animal rights activists actually want is to recognize animals as persons, to give them legal personhood. And there was, we covered this for a couple years now, I think it was like two years ago that this uh, party came out, this political party in Australia, asking for personhood for animals. Remember, in Saudi Arabia, where Prince Khalid the owner of plant-based news and a partial owner of Beyond Meat, big investor in lab-grown meat. Also, his father has you know, thousands of taxidermied hunted animals, rare African animals all over his palatial estate, right? His dad owns palaces. Now, the money that he's using comes... Now, this, is, this is Saudi royalty. You know, who, who knows what else these people are involved in? A lot of people watching this know what type of other things these people are involved in, but... Very, very dubious people. Very dubious people here. This guy, of course, pushing for animal rights. And in his country, Saudi Arabia, they gave human rights and personhood, legal personhood, to a robot. Sophia the robot, given AI, giving this AI robot, so-called AI, which is a total psyop. We're going to have to do a show just on the AI psyop. Who am I going to have on for that? We've got to have a guest for that one. That'll be a good one. 
of giving personhood to a robot, Sophia the Robot, from Hanson Robotics, developed by Ben Gertzel, another guy who just, you know, completely weird, genocidal, in fact, atheist worldview, materialist kind of Gnostic worldview. Right, that we're going to you know, transcend matter by uploading ourselves into this digital reality and we'll be able to control everything. We're going to become gods, he says. He thinks he's going to become a god. Ben Gertzel, who Sophia the Robot, was given human personhood, was given legal personhood in Saudi Arabia, became a citizen, citizenship in Saudi Arabia. That guy Ben Gertzel, <clears throat> totally connected to transhumanism. Of course, veganism is getting pushed by all these transhumanists, all these people pushing the fourth industrial revolution, people pushing for global control over artificial intelligence, so-called artificial intelligence, which are just giant behaviorist control grids run by algorithms on behalf of global corporations and global banking interests who literally think that they're going to be gods. They're going to become as gods. And they'll sell you on it as you're going to become gods as well. That's what they tell you. You're going to become as gods. You're going to become as gods. So yeah, legal personhood for animals being pushed for. Recognizing animal sentience is one step along the way. And these vegan activists know this. Of course, you go to the definition of veganism. They've changed it. You know, we, we had to, uh, we, we've uh, been criticizing these vegan activists for so long. It seems like they, uh, they actually, they did change the definition of veganism about four times in the last couple years now, now veganism currently their definition which they're changing it all the time says veganism is a philosophy and way of living which seeks to exclude as far as is possible and practicable which that that language makes no sense possible and practicable who decides what's possible who decides what's practicable but anyways possible and practicable all forms of exploitation of and cruelty to animals for food clothing or any other purpose and by extension promotes the development and use of animal free alternatives for the benefit of animals <laughs> excuse me animal free alternatives for the benefit of animals hmm, so that's that's beyond me so veganism the definition of veganism from the vegan society they now include the clause that oh yeah we support Industrial kibble, okay? Animal-free alternatives for the benefit of animals, humans, and the environment. In dietary terms, it denotes the practice of dispensing with all products derived wholly or partly from animals. Now, they changed the definition. Here's their definition. June 2019, veganism is a way of living which seeks to exclude as far as is possible and practicable all forms of exploitation of and cruelty to animals for food, clothing, or any other purpose. Notice that they've added... By extension, promotes the development of use of and use of animal-free alternatives for the benefit of animals, humans, and the environment. So now it's about animals, humans, and the environment. I'm trying to find when they changed it. We we explored this before. Let's see. Now we change. Let's go over to a different day and see how they've changed it. They've changed it plenty of times throughout the last couple years on the uh, the website here, the Vegan Society. How funny though. So they've added a clause. So the definition of veganism as defined by the vegan society includes the promotion of Bill Gates' lab-grown meat, of World Economic Forum's fourth industrial revolution, lab tech, precision fermentation meat, fake meat. But they just care so much about the animals. They care so much about the animals. And their investors care so much too, right? Bill Gates cares. Saudi royals care. Mick A.L. tipping two bucks. 
Look at that. Make ale tip two bucks and, and just threw it over the edge. There you go. Rockfin. We got tippers on Rockfin. Tip two bucks says, let's get to, let's get it to one hundo and Juan. <laughs> one hundo and Juan. Thank you very much, Mick Ale. Tipping that two bucks. Check in on the on the chat over here on Rockfin. You guys are awesome on Rockfin. You guys actually, you guys love it. You guys love this channel. You guys are supporting always, and that's what we appreciate. We appreciate you guys' support. This channel doesn't exist without you guys. This channel barely exists on YouTube anymore. But this will continue over there on Rockfin where we can talk openly. Or we can say what we want. Talk about exactly what's happening. Yeah, Mikael's mentioning the city of Neom. Neom, which is the new smart city over there in Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia is on the forefront of bringing about this, um, this new fourth industrial revolution. It says it's being built on Mount Sinai, which is where Moloch was once worshipped. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the uh, Saudi Arabia is, is quite keen on this fourth industrial revolution tech. What's up, YouTube? Look at the YouTube. It's still, still so, slot, uh, so throttled on YouTube. I almost said slaughtered. <laughs> so throttled on YouTube. What's up with that? Well, at least we got, at least we got the, uh, we got the, um, got the awesome mods over there. Mod Squad on YouTube. What's up, Dangerfield? We had OK in there earlier. There's OK. What's going on, everybody? Guys, if you like the streams, make sure to support. Jump over there to Rockfin. We, I think we're going to probably do the second half exclusive to Rockfin. How about that? Second half of this is going to be exclusive on Rockfin. We'll go a little bit deeper into this stuff. Don't have to bite our tongues over on Rockfin. It's just a better platform in general. It's a better platform. And they actually allow us to monetize. So here, let me put in the link for the Rockfin channel. And make sure to support via the Streamlabs guys over there on YouTube. If you like the stream, support the dang streams. Kind of, I'll put the link for the Streamlabs in on Rockfin as well. Sometimes people say that I got to get that link for Rockfin in there. Or for, sorry, for the Streamlabs on Rockfin. Here you go. Yeah, look at all these people on Rockfin. Got almost as many viewers on Rockfin as we do on YouTube. But that'll jump up. All the YouTube viewers. Let's, let's go over to Rockfin in a few minutes, yeah? Let me do another uh, 20 or so minutes on YouTube. Let's go over there to Rockfin. It's just more fun over there. Don't have to bite our tongues. So anyways, yeah, the Vegan Society. Bringing about a new definition of veganism. Changing the definition constantly. So, how... How nice! And we've got another, we've got another great, another group of brave, stunning vegan activists over here. This video says vegan gain supports killing predators. Now, of course, we've discussed, and we've had several discussions with vegan gains on this channel. Big shout out to Richard, Richard over there on vegan. Hi everyone, hi everyone. I'm Richard. I'm vegan gains. It's like when you look at the the like the star vegan activists online, like their actual fruits, their lifestyle, what they actually live like, what they believe, it's kind of shocking. And it's not shocking for us. We've been we've been kind of documenting the madness of the vegan worldview for so long, exposing these people for the anti-human, complete freaking weirdos that some of these people are. Um, so it's no shock to us. But it is, it just, it gets weirder and weirder with some of these people. So again, here, let me pull up this video. This video is on a clip pulled from my channel. But the, let's get a female perspective, right? Perspective mother. 
Let's hear what she has to say to you. The kid is going to change your life. Although I have to say there's parents that just, you know, leave their Sorry. kids. You got double Tristan on the screen right now. Let's Sorry, use, guys. Let's use the proper term here, Stephanie Carrard. Let's use the proper term, threats. They're not children, they're not kids, they're threats. Us. Um, motherhood, motherhood or, or mm -hmm. fatherhood, you know, yeah. thing in their veins also. And I, and I think that not everyone is fit to be a parent. Yeah. Richard, so, did you uh, come back in and talk to him about the... Yeah, was there somebody you wanted to ask me about my position on yeah. bodily autonomy and stuff? Oh, yeah, I actually yeah. had a question. Um, um, so weird hypothetical. Have you heard of the uh, was it like the like the violinist thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Judith Jarvis Thompson. Yeah, the the journalist who made that argument. Yeah. Okay. So uh, what would you say your uh, position is? Like, if someone was like connected to you via like yeah, should be able to kill them. You should be able to kill them. No, yeah. it's all it's always these like completely weird and insane hypotheticals. But here you go. Here's here's what we get to. Vegan gains says eggs are murder. Eggs are murder, but of course, unborn human babies, they're just things to be slaughtered. And so here, here you go. You able to kill them? Yeah. Even well, if like, you're not. the one who, like to, to analogize it to like pregnancy, even though you're the one who brought them in that situation, you, it's okay to kill them? Yeah, absolutely. You should be able to do whatever the fuck you want with your own body. Okay, well, all right. Well, like, dude, uh, if you invite somebody into your house and then you're like, okay, well, it's getting late, leave, and then they don't want to leave, um, and you have to escalate things to using violent force, would you be able to shoot and kill them? I, I think so. I, I, don't, I, I see that as a disanalogy, though. No, that's not disanalogy. No. <laughs> you, should be, you can invite someone into your house. The, the vegan gains world here again. This is your brain on atheism. This is your brain on nihilism. Any questions? You should be able to invite someone into your house, and if they don't want to leave, even though you invited them in your house, you could you could just kill them. Vegan gains says. So here's another. Honestly, um, I just really lack reverence for human life, and anything that we do that just prevents more children from being born i'm kind of in favor of I, I kind of just want to kill children well we can slaughter i mean well we don't have to slaughter them if that's the case we don't have to slaughter them while they're in the womb we can just slaughter babies um if it was legal to do that um just newborn babies to just put them in the grinder like we do with the male chicks yeah you know what i, I think I'd again these are these are the, the great vegan philosophers <laughs> this is these are actually people that these uh, so-called activists, so-called activists rather, look up to. This is Vegan Gains. Philosopher King Vegan Gains. Be okay with that. Um, okay. I actually wish my parents had done that to me. Okay. So just so we're... Yeah, that was good. Yeah, you know what, I, I think... Yeah, you know what, I, I think I'd kind of... Sorry. Um, just newborn babies to just put them in the grinder like we do with the male chicks. Yeah, you know what, I, I think I'd kind of be okay with that um okay. i actually wish my parents had done that to me okay so just so we're clear i just want to i just want this to be fully clear to, to everyone um as well as just internally you know registering this for yourself yeah yeah, yeah. So if it, yeah if, if it were legal to take newborn babies and put them on the grinder put them on the same way we could do with male chicks and grind them up and use them for organic fertilizer for the organic plant industry um you wouldn't have a uh you wouldn't have an issue with that. You would just say, take Yeah, I'd actually support that. I really don't like people, just personally. 
Um, okay, just because they're humans. crazy. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people might think that's crazy, but yeah. Vegan gays, vegan gays. Think that all the other newborn humans don't have the right to not be chopped up to pieces? Yeah, exactly. boarded me. Um, I, I know a lot of people might think that's crazy, but yeah. Ah, so annoying. But sort of boarded me. Um, there's, I, I've known a lot of people too with ish. Like, I, this is just my own bias, but um, well, yeah. I mean, I think a lot well, of people would just be better off to. Well, Richard, like, just because you would have, like, let's grant that you wish your parents would have boarded you. Do you now think that? All the other newborn humans don't have the right to not be chopped up to pieces? Um, uh, I don't know, man. I I really just would uh, rather there be far, far less people in existence. Like, this is it. This is the vegan ideology. They despise people. Many of them despise themselves. I mean, it's really sad. It's really sad when you see it. But these are the type of people that are leveraged by people like the... the the fools that run the World Economic Forum, right? These are the type of people whose ideologies can be easily leveraged by people like Bill Gates to push that agenda. I mean, these people are legitimately living in a self-imposed hell where they despise themselves. They have a worldview that tells them that they're just uh, parts of this cosmic abortion, right? That, that, that they don't, there's no inherent meaning to it and that they're, they're just trapped in this material world of matter and that that world of matter can only be, uh, can, can only be matter, that there's nothing more than matter, right? They deny the existence of God. They don't believe that they're made in the image and likeness of God. They got a worldview that tells them that they're just highly evolved monkeys, that they came from pond scum, that their ancestors are rats, that they share a common ancestor with bananas. They, 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 this is it. And it's, and it's, not, just the, it's not just the nihilist worldview, but it's like the nutritional aspects come into play with this as well. These are people that are literally, literally starving themselves. They're fasting for this demonic ideology that tells them that they're going to save the animals, that animals are more worthy of living than human beings. He, will, he says he's, he's a champion for the animals, he's fighting for the animals, but then says he wants to see ba little babies put in blenders. Are you okay with doing it to baby animals? No. Okay, name the trait? Um, less annoying. Um, less annoying. Yeah. So if, if the... Wait... So, I've got somebody in the chat right now. Jamie Forge says, when I was vegan, I felt the same way. Wish I didn't exist. Now that I eat meat, I want to live. How crazy is this? How the nutritional component, right? It's not like, like you know, meat is, you know, it's like you, you cannot live by bread alone, right? But like when you starve yourself, when you completely starve yourself for the animals, you, you're miserable. And these people are living that out. We got Jamie in the chat over there on YouTube. This is how he felt. Now that he eats meat, he wants to live. Now, there's a huge nutritional component to many cases of depression, anxiety. And then studies on violent criminals. On average, they have very low cholesterol. Low cholesterol is associated with more risky behavior, risk-seeking behavior, self-destructive behavior. What about the... What is it about the humans that are annoying to you that the animals are not? I don't know. Like, what about the baby humans? Like, 
Yeah, honestly, um... But the sound of their cry? I have... I actually have a, uh, fear of children. Like, I, I, I think it's called pedophobia, where I'm actually, like, terrified of children. It's one of my biggest fears. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's not a great justification, obviously. Oh, it's, um, it's one of the worst justifications yeah, you from... could possibly come up with, but... Um, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so again, this, these are the, uh, the the great vegan, the sages of veganism. All right, and we've got this other video you, here. You think we should? So you're saying we should kill the wolves and all the deer? Oh, sorry, all the wolves, all the lions, all the predators, and then yeah, this video is perhaps. Yeah. Good. So I guess he's arguing for killing wild animals as well, killing the. Uh, killing off predators which is again something that we've covered this is not something new this is nothing new transhumanists like benjamin pierce of the humanity plus let me pull up his image here benjamin pierce from humanity plus benjamin pierce is a transhumanist i'm sorry david pierce there they're David Pierce, Humanity Plus, the World Transhumanist Association. He is an animal rights advocate. He's a vegan activist. And he says that we need to abolish all suffering. We need to abolish all suffering. And we need a post-Darwinian transition where we stop suffering. A World Without Suffering interview of David Pierce. This dude believes that we should stop all suffering by getting rid of predators and reprogramming all of the natural world as he sees it. He wants to stop all animal suffering by... This is legitimately what he says. He wants to get rid of all animals. He wants to reprogram them. Full abolitionism for all of nature. This, this is how satanic these people are. They believe... That their will, through their will, through their rearrangement of everything, that's how ve that the ultimate end result of veganism is this. This is the vegan worldview. You should reprogram all wild animals. You should get rid of all predators and teach them to actually not be predators anymore. David Pierce, Reprogramming Predators, Blueprint for a Cruelty-Free World. The total amount of suffering per year in the natural world is beyond all decent contemplation. Suffering, right? So this assumption that suffering is bad. Suffering bad. Everything suffers. Get rid of everything. Suffering doesn't exist. Therefore, no suffering. All existence is good, right? It's, it's, it's really, it's insane. So he says during... The minute that it takes me to compose this sentence, thousands of animals are being eaten alive. Others are running for their lives, whimpering with fear. Others are being slowly devoured from within by rasping parasites. Thousands of all kinds are dying of starvation, thirst, and disease. It must be so. Richard Dawkins, river out of Eden. But David Pierce says this need not be so. He has the blueprint for a cruelty-free world. <laughs> Yeah, these people are freaking insane. These people are nuts. Here's David Pierce right here. Started the World Transhumanist Association, rebranded as Humanity Plus. They're going to update humanity. Now he calls his worldview the hedonistic imperative 
And he says it's a moral obligation to work towards life, I'm sorry, towards abolishing the suffering of all sentient life. All sentient. He, he can't define suffering. He can't define sentience. But he's going to abolish it all. Abolish all suffering. So he's got this manifesto called the hedonistic imperative. He wants to use pharmacology, genetic engineering, nanotech, and neurosurgery to eliminate all forms of unpleasant experience from human and non-human life. I mean, this is, this is like, this is the god of guys like vegan games, yeah? The god of, this is YouTube channel, Carnism Debunked. But this guy, they won't cite this guy. They'll act like these are new ideas that they came up with. But he's been talking about this since, what was that, 2005? Was it 95? 1995. He's been talking about this since 1995. The useful idiot vegan activists. They're just getting, they're catching up now. And for many of you, it won't be a comfortable watch. But this is a topic that we absolutely need to have a discussion about going forward. Vegan Gains thinks that we should kill predatory animals, such as lions, hyenas, crocodiles, and so on. Now, why is this significant? And why am I doing a video about it? You see, Vegan Gains is one of the largest animal rights presences on the internet. And him holding this viewpoint which he actually has animal rights based explanations for, is a potential game changer in the way we discuss animal rights as a movie. Oh, this is so for the animals. The animals, we're going to stop the suffering of the animals. <laughs> Monumental shift in thought came for Richard, that's vegan games, after vegan a discussion games. with fellow vegan YouTuber, Dr. Abby, a keen philosophy buff, who managed to convince him, Dr. Abby, very uncomfortably doctor? for Richard, that this is what we have an obligation to do as people who supposedly care about animal suffering. Since mm. then, Richard has been vocal about this idea on several occasions. Again, no. these, these people, they don't believe that there's any moral imperative, that morality is strictly subjective. But this is their moral imperative to redefine and reimagine all of creation, which they believe is just a giant cosmic aborted accident. They redefine all of nature, redefine everything, and reprogram it all according to their own will because they don't like so-called suffering, which, they, again, they can't define, measure, or actually explain why it's wrong in their worldview. Most recently in his discussions with that vegan teacher and slightly crazy vegan, which I'll link below. So... Killing carnivorous and omnivorous animals such as lions, bears, and sharks sounds crazy, right? Well, it's not as crazy as it sounds. Oh, well, well, as a vegan, we should do it. We, so it starts out as vegan for the animals. How do you help the animals? By eliminating all the animals. We have to genocide all the animals. <laughs> Dr. Abby had to have a really solid argument in order to convince Richard of this. The logic goes as follows. Super and I good argument. You, you may feel some cognitive dissonance as a result of hearing this. Say there were a predatory alien beast roaming around who had to kill and eat humans. Oh, say you're an alien. <laughs> say you're a predatory alien beast like this alien from a Hollywood movie. <laughs> It's a moral imperative for you as an alien to stop the suffering of the animals by killing the humans. Um, again, these people, they say that morality is just subjective. Whenever you talk to these people, very important to ask them, if they, like, what is morality, right? They're talking about moral imperatives. 
They're talking about ethical necessities. This is how we have to do things. This is what we must do. So it's a moral imperative to do something. How do we determine what a moral imperative is, right? They're assuming that right and wrong exist, right? But then if you ask them, is morality subjective or objective? They will tell you that morality is subjective. They believe it's subjective so that there actually is no moral imperative. There is no moral imperative, but here's a moral imperative that I'm going to claim requires us to reorganize all of life. Because what? Because what? Well, because of this subjective moral statement that I'm making. I believe morality is subjective, they say. It's self-refuting. Morality is subjective, yet they make moral imperative. They make it a moral imperative, rather, to actually go stop all suffering. Well, what is suffering? Why is it bad? Why is suffering bad? They, these people are saying that all animals are suffering. How are they going to stop suffering? <laughs> this guy, David Pierce, he says he's going to stop suffering by total control. Pharmacology, genetic engineering, nanotechnology, and neurosurgery, right? This is like Jose Delgado, MKUltra, Elon Musk, Neuralink. That's how we're going to do it. We're going to Neuralink all the animals. We'll kill all the animals, but don't worry. We'll first upload their, their digital clones into a simulation. <laughs> this is like how... this It's so twisted. It makes zero sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. But it doesn't need to make sense for these people. It doesn't need to make sense to them because their worldview claims that nothing should make sense anyways. There's not even objective truth to these people. Of course, they live like there is objective truth. Of course, they live like there is objective morality. And of course, they claim it's subjective, but then they want to push it onto all of creation. They want to push it on everybody, not just people, animals as well. In a complete restructuring of everything using GMO, nanotech, or genetically engineering animals, right? using pharmacology, that means drugging them, neurosurgery, mutilating them so that their sensory perceptive organs are modified, right? Modifying those sensory perceptive organs with genetic engineering or simply eliminating them. So he says they need to eliminate all forms of unpleasant experience from human and non-human life, replacing suffering with gradients of bliss. Pierce calls this the abolitionist project. It is, I mean, this is, it's completely insane. Completely insane. But the hate doesn't stop these people. Doesn't stop them, does it? All right, you guys who are watching on YouTube, what's going on, YouTube crew? First stream back on YouTube in a while. First stream back on YouTube in like a week and a half. Remember, we got, we got struck. We got struck over there on YouTube. That's why we're live streaming. We're simulcasting over there on Rockfin. And hey, on Rockfin, they actually, on Rockfin, they actually support. Look at you bigots on YouTube. Zero support from YouTube bigots. We're, we're going over there. We're jumping over there to Rockfin. We're going to jump over there to Rockfin right now. The live simulcast is happening on Rockfin. You can watch the second half of this exclusively on Rockfin. Everybody who's watching right now on YouTube, there's a link. I'll pin that link. How about that? I'll pin that link in the chat. Replacing the pin, uh, the pin link. Second link, uncensored. Second half on Rockfin. 
You bigots on YouTube. What's up? What's up, bigots on YouTube? No support on YouTube. We're going over to Rockfin. We're going to finish this off over there on Rockfin. And we're going to talk about the roots of this vegan revolutionary revolution, this fake revolution led by complete madness, self-refuting worldview, and a bunch of people who say that they, they despise themselves. Right? These are dysphoric individuals. It's crazy. So everybody watching on Rockfin, what's up, guys? Jump over there to Rock, or everyone watching on YouTube, rather. Jump over there to Rockfin. Thanks for the support for the people on Rockfin. Everyone go over there to Rockfin. You can watch for free if you're watching live right now. We're going to put this for the premium members-only content after the fact. But the Rockfin folks support. They support the stream. No support from YouTube. Zero streamlabs from YouTube. You greedy, greedy bigots. You stingy bigots. If you like the streams, support the streams, you get more of them. Maybe I don't like the streams and don't support them. We ain't going to do them. We'll just do them over there on Rockfin. Well, the homies are always throwing down, hitting us up with them, uh, with them tips. Thank you, everybody over there on Rockfin for supporting. YouTube, share the videos, like the videos. We'll be back over here. we got to be a little more careful on YouTube. Rockfin, we can say what we want. But anyways, guys, we're out of here. Thanks for watching. Share the videos, like the videos. Jump over to Rockfin. Because we're done here on YouTube. I'm going to take a quick break, quick transition. We'll be right back for you folks watching on Rockfin. Be right there. Give me two minutes. With the cost of living going up across the country, you deserve a solution that offers some change. BJ's Wholesale Club members can save an extra 50 cents per gallon at BJ's Gas when they spend $100 in club or with curbside pickup. Stop what you're doing and head over to your local BJ's to get the savings you deserve. Not a member? Join today at BJ's.com or in the club. In-club purchase and gas purchase must be made on the same day. Learn more at BJ's.com gas.